How thirsty would you have to be to not drown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's say you fell. In, let's say you uh -huh. fell into a pool. How uh -huh. thirsty would you have to be to not drown? <laughs> <laughs> does anyone? Does that? Does our audience want to know a fun fact about me? A really fun fact. What? Sure. I fucking hate losing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we'd be playing a game. I might not have agreed to come on. <laughs> this podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Lucas. My name is Christian. My name is John. And I'm Liam. Here up another podcast that just talks about movies. That's right. What do I say next? Hey, that's pretty much it. Hello, <laughs> that's everybody. it. Hey, look, look, we've been introduced. Welcome back to the Thundercast. We've been gone for the summer. Uh, we took the summer off to do a bunch of stuff. We've been shooting. We've been uh, filming. We haven't been shooting anybody, uh, <laughs> but we've been filming. Well, you haven't. Yeah, I, I mean, we, Lucas and I did kill a homeless man together. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it was I, a bonding I experience. Not a very nice thing to do, but you didn't listen to me. <laughs> John, and also you didn't invite me. So yeah. <laughs> that that was your main objection. You're real mad about my main that. objection is a real bonding experience without <laughs> me. And John has moved. John is now uh, in another province, and thus the sound for him. Uh, being as it is, he's in Cambodia, <laughs> John... <laughs> the province of Cambodia. John moved to Cambodia. Is that the joke? <laughs> no, is it? Ah, fuck, I don't even remember. Did I actually move to Cambodia? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Is no, it... was kidding. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we are going to uh, do another show for you. It's been a while, but actually, um, the fun thing that these three don't know is that um, I have a very special surprise for you three today. All right. Um, we're playing Enter Title today. Whoa! <laughs> I knew it. I actually I knew that we were going to be doing this. <laughs> Enter Title is our game show. I thought it'd be fun to bring it back uh, as we've been taking a couple months off. I thought it'd be fun to test some of your abilities, everybody. So, Enter Title you're works. Telling me I wrote out a bunch of notes and uh, things to talk about for nothing. Hell yeah. Same here. And also, before the pod, before we started recording, I said, so are we just doing the thing where where we talk about what we've seen? And then Christian was acting real shifty. He but was. it felt like I, I had fucked up. I, I was like, oh, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have asked that. Nope. <laughs> nope. Shiftiness was uh, very much on purpose. Oh, no. So, Intertitle uh, works very much like the... Uh, smash hit television game show jeopardy but um it, it, you know what it is that <laughs> for, but for legal reasons it's not um so is jeopardy going to come after us yes they Alex have several they've had several times <laughs> all right john liam sorry. and lucas we do not have our buzzers today so you will just oh. have to buzz in. Um, please do not make your buzz in sound uh, something insufferable for the listeners at home, but specifically for meep, me. Meet meet would work. <laughs> meet meet would work. Do we have to have different ones? If you want to have a different one, that works mm. as well. Mm. Kind of like meet meet. <clears throat> meet meet. I just think meep, of Tommy Lee Jones. I always do meet meet. I've also so, been watching Looney Tunes lately, so where's that? To figure out who will go first, 
we will do odds and evens. So the three of you will put will do rock, paper, scissors, but instead of putting rock, paper, or scissors, you will either put down a number one or a number two. And let us see them in three, two, one. I don't know. Um, what? You uh, guys You guys make that. Okay. That did not work at all. Here's an idea so it's not visual and not confusing. Why not do thinking of a number between one and ten? Sure, that works. There you go. Or Christian, you can just pick someone randomly just like, who is your favorite out of the three of us? <laughs> <laughs> pick a number between one and ten, please. Eight. Seven. Six. Lucas goes first. It was seven. Lucas, our categories are Thunder Lizard <laughs> History, Self-Indulgence, Random Trivia, The Simpsons, and Sitcom Orama. I'm ready. Uh, I'll go random trivia 100. What has nine arms and sucks? Meep meep. That would be Def Leppard. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So sorry. I'll could I it. have meep meep on that one? Or... You could yeah, have because the drummer you can, has yes. one arm. Yes, yeah. you could have meep meep on that. Mm. Uh, well, Luke, I didn't actually know the answer. Lucas, go ahead. No. <laughs> John, you've never, have you never watched Jeopardy? Well, I mean, like, I have. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I haven't watched an episode of Jeopardy uh, in probably 10 years. Yeah, you're but talking I've about won... a show that makes me feel stupid? No, I don't This has won every single Enter title. Um, That's true. I used to... Oh, really? I, I used to watch uh, Jeopardy with my granddad every Friday. Yeah. Lucas. That's nice. Go again. I'll go Thunder, Liz Thunder Lizard History for 100. Which is the name of the first short film produced by Thunder Lizard Collective? Me, me. Oh, damn it. You I, I, I was going to tell you in the trace. Yeah, yeah. Oops. <laughs> I, I screwed that up. But I also know you wrote, you wrote it. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Lucas, go ahead. All right. Um, Self-Indulgence 100. What is Christian's second favorite movie? Meet me. Go ahead, Luke. Midsummer. Correct. It is, in fact, Midsummer. Oh. Yes, I know. We we did a whole podcast where Christian just gave Ari Aster in a forty-five minute circle jerk. That, it was a Dutch rudder, okay. I grab mine, yeah. he grabs his. There you go. Uh Liam, go ahead. Thunder Lizard History four hundred. Before Thunder Lizard was Thunder Lizard, what was it called? Meep meep. Go ahead. Wasn't it Brood Club? It was in fact the Brood Club. Oh, Liam. I wasn't a part of it then. Go ahead. Uh, let's go with mindless self-indulgence uh, 300. How many tattoos does Christian have? Me, me. Go ahead, John. Five. Well, I gotta count. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is five. Really? It is I was gonna five. say four. John. Really, I was gonna say brown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll do Sitcomorama for 100. <clears throat> what Price is Right host had his own sitcom that started in 1995? Meep, meep. Liam. Drew Carey. It was Drew Carey. Oh. Why don't I be Drew Carey? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Liam. Uh, mindless Self-Indulgence, 400. What are the names of Christian's bands? If you, I will say, if you can name, uh, 
two. There are three, but uh, I'll big boy butt. Oh, sorry, meep meep. Yep. <laughs> big boy butt band and uh, throat cancer. Incorrect. Oof. Hey, throat cancer was a band. Incorrect. Anyone else? No big boy butt band. I remember the other one. Sorry, everybody. It is oh, Harga Descending, Blackout Birds, and Big Boy <gasps> Butt Band. I now remember Harga Descending. <laughs> Liam. I believe that was Liam, right? Uh, no, yeah. it yeah. was yes. uh, my twin brother, Ash. All right, Ash, you may go ahead. <laughs> um, Mindless Self-Indulgence 500. What was the first movie I ever saw in theaters? Meep, meep. Go ahead, Liam. Wasn't it Toy Story 2? It was, in fact, Toy Story 2. <laughs> I think I'm going to lose. John and Liam. <laughs> uh, John and Lucas, you got to step up your game. Liam, go ahead. Uh, Thunder Lizard History, 300. How many guests have been on the Thundercast? Me, me. Go ahead, John. Four. Incorrect. Me, me. Go ahead. Eight. I believe that is much closer, yes. Liam, would you like to take a guess? I'm trying to count. <laughs> no? No guess, Liam? Yeah, I don't. I don't got anything. It was eight, Lucas. Let's go. Oh, that was John. That's not what I want. <laughs> Scotty, John, Dan, Joel, Malik, Ezra, Sam, and Chris. Lucas. I'll go random trivia for 200. What is the national sport of Canada? Me, me. Go ahead, Lucas. Lacrosse. It is, in fact, lacrosse. Go ahead, Lucas. Lost. Random trivia for 300. <laughs> Who holds the record for the uh, for the most Oscars? That was uh, mud coming me, out me. of my mouth. Go ahead, John. <laughs> me, me. Walt Disney. It is. Yeah, because John Williams is number two, I think. Walt Disney has 22. John, select another uh, question. Oh. Did he freeze on us again? What a time to freeze, too. No, he's, he's, he's there. Oh. He's moving. I'm here. John, I'm here. make um, another selection. Uh, do, do, do the Simpsons. I don't know anything about the Simpsons, but the Simpsons were 100. <clears throat> what is Principal Skinner's real name? Meep, meep. Go ahead, Liam. Armand Tanzarian. That is correct. Hmm. Fun fact, uh, I don't think I've ever sat through an entire episode of The Simpsons. Well, well you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when your parents are all crazy and shit? Liam, Liam <laughs> select another another question, please. Uh, 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 let's go with Sitcomorama 200. What are the names of the friends? Mimi. Go ahead, John. Rachel, Monica, Phoebe. Joey Chandler Ross. Correct. I wrote I like that a bonus points for putting it in the order of, of the, the opening credits. <laughs> no. More like uh yeah, more like uh putting more like shitcom, am I right? Oh god. <laughs> All right. All right, John, go ahead. Liam, I'm so surprised that Friends was brought up and you and you and you made a snide remark about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sitcom Arama for mean, the next hey, one. Listen, I'm saying what Lucas is thinking, he just won't do it. Ready, everybody? Yep. Yep. Which character's catchphrase was pop pop on community? Me. Ooh, that was both of you, but I think I heard Lucas first. All right. Uh, magnitude? 
correct. It was magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas. I'll go Sitcomorama for 400. What family feud host starred, oh, I spelled starred wrong, in a sitcom alongside the voice actor from a to- for a toy astronaut? I know the sitcom. Oh. I don't know the actor's name or the character's name. Yeah. That would be Richard Karn. Okay. He played it's Home Improvement, right? Yeah, that is Home Improvement. Um, I believe that was Lucas. Yes. All right. Let's go uh, Sakamarama for 500. Which uh, music artist Prince requested to be included in an episode of which sitcom because he was such a fan of the main character's romantic relationship? Me, me. Go ahead, John. New Girl? Correct. I'll be honest. For some reason, I feel like I, I, I thought Prince died like in the 80s. No, no, he died pretty recently. Well, not recent. It Wait, was that correct? Because he was in an episode of that, but I don't know if that ago. That yeah. was correct. Yeah, you got it right. Oh, nice. Go ahead, John. Uh, is that it for Sikamarama? That is, it yeah, is. It is gone. Uh, we'll do random trivia for the next oh, one. I cannot John, see the thing on my screen. How long yeah, is a here. day on the moon? How long is a day on the moon? How long is a day on the moon? Nobody? You... Don't remember. It is 29.5 Earth days. Damn. A single day oh. on the moon. Yes. Yeah, it's because the moon's like tidally locked to us, right? Yeah. It doesn't. Thunder Lizard history. For two or For five? the next one. Which one's the next one? As of September 2023, how many sketches and short films has John starred in that are currently released? Too many. The answer may surprise you coming at 11. <laughs> the answer is nine. Go ahead and please. Working better on my phone. Um, let's do a uh, uh, random trivia for five hundred. What are the name of Kim Ka- Kim Kardashian's children? Why would I give a shit? Because it's trivia. can I meet me on one of them? Can I get just one of them? I know one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I, I will. I will give you. I will give you 100 points for that. Maybe. Maybe. So, John, yeah, I'll give it all that, John. <laughs> all right. North. That is one of the answers. Lucas, do you have a different one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they are Northwest, St. West, Chicago West, and Psalm West. Oh, my God. They have four kids. They do. Yeah, that's what happens when you're, uh, uh, what is it, when you're stupid enough and uh, was it to marry a nut job? That also <laughs> happens to so many people have four kids. Yeah. Lots of people yeah, have four kids at a time. Liam, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you. Liam, Liam, I'm not disagreeing with you that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are not jobs, but it has, it's mutually exclusive to the fact that they have four kids. What a stupid <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they are, they're, yeah. All right, John, please. Give us another request. Uh, let's go with uh, The Simpsons 200. What is the name of the character Homer plays on the in-universe animated show, Itchy and Scratchy? Poochie. Hmm. John. Uh, Simpsons 300. What is the name of Ned Flanders' store at the Springfield Mall? The Leftorium. <laughs> John. 400. Milhouse Van Houten is one of the few residents of Springfield which which of the following traits? That should say what is his most notable trait that makes him different. 
Me, me. Go ahead, John. The glasses. Incorrect. <laughs> Anyone else? Not a character without glasses. <laughs> I don't know who Millhouse is. Millhouse has eyebrows. Oh, no one wow. else, not a lot of other people have eyebrows. Gian? <laughs> oh. I'll just do Simpsons 500, clean it up. What was Homer called in the Arabic version of The Simpsons? This is a, a fucking impossible question. So if you guys just happen <laughs> to happen to just Why? take, I'll get whoever gets closest. I'm not worried. Is it Homer? <laughs> Frankly, John is pretty damn close. <laughs> I was going to say Muhammad. I don't know. <laughs> no. It is Omar. Ah, Omar okay. Shamshun. Shamshun, huh? I didn't know there was an Arabic version of The Simpsons, but I guess that makes sense. John, would you like self-indulgence for 200 or Thunder Lizard History for five? Take self-indulgence for 200. Oops, wrong one. What is the name of the Bigfoot creature feature series Christian has dreamed of since 2018? Meep, meep, meep. Lucas. Slashquatch? Correct. Hey. I went first. <laughs> no, I, I heard Lucas. You made All a right. status of you commented on a status about it just like today. I think I, uh, yesterday <laughs> or the day before yesterday. Thunder yeah. Lizard history for five hundred. How many films will be shown at Slim Pickens? Does our audience even know what Slim Pickens is? No, but you guys do, which means we can advertise it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> me, me. Go ahead, John. Six. John is not far off because it is seven. Uh, uh, well, you you're could... giving him points for not being far off? You don't, you don't know how to give me points for not being far off. You could let other people guess. No points for John. Uh, <laughs> so Slim Pickens is a show we're going to be doing a live show in Calgary, hopefully in the spring. Where we, So we said it earlier, all the things that we've been doing this uh, past summer, we've shot a lot of short films and sketches and stuff. And we're going to be doing a show in Calgary uh, in the springtime. So stay, uh, stay, keep your ear to the ground. Fucking listen for information. It should be coming soon. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's move on to round two. Hey, Enter There's two rounds. Oh, my There's God. Enter title. <laughs> the Bane of Four Lives. Part two. <laughs> uh, can you guys uh, see me can you guys see me still or no no you're just you're just a pair of uh dots circling each other all right i believe the winner of That's the last r- well the winner of the last run was john so john please go first your your categories are steven siegel last lines in which you will um have to guess the movie and or the line for said movie um disney Horror movie quotes, where you will be given the quote and you must guess the movie. And dancing number, which is, I will put a song title on the screen and you must guess the movie to which it came from. Uh, like the song appeared in this movie or originated in that movie? Appeared. Okay. And there is a very famous dance number associated with it. All right, John. This has been fun bouncing around. Okay, I will do... Um. Last lines for 100. Well, it's this. We're in double, so it's 200. Oh, for 200. Okay, what are the dying here. words of Charles Foster Kane in Maybe. Citizen Maybe. Kane? Go ahead, Lucas. Uh, Rosebud. Correct. It is Rosebud. Lucas. Um, I will go with Disney for 200. Wu trained Hercules to be a hero. Oh, what's Maybe. his name? Go ahead, Liam. 
Phil or Philatites. <laughs> That's correct. Nice. Liam. Uh, Steven Siegel, uh, 600. <laughs> most recent acting credit? What is Steven Seagal's most recent acting credit? Wait, wait, wait. We're talking oh. about Steven Siegel. Right, Steven Siegel. Oh. Wouldn't it be those Russian propaganda videos he's basically- <laughs> No, 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 no. This is based off of this is based off of Wikipedia in September of twenty twenty three. I don't know, but but does that answer count for anything? <laughs> Unfortunately, I was gonna say the same not. thing. The answer is uh, beyond the law. Oh. Liam go ahead. Not just above oh, the wait, law. Wait, no, I believe that was Luca. Wait. No, that was, was, that was Liam. Liam. That was Liam. That was Liam. Uh, again, of course it's me. I have a guy lives in my brain rent free. <laughs> Liam uh, 400s same category his only directorial credit beep beep go ahead What's Liam called? fuck on deadly ground on deadly grounds fuck deadly ground. <laughs> I knew that one what is it that Lucas said to us when we were watching it I have been watching on deadly ground for 53 minutes and it feels like 53 years I may <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna lie I may have made this enter title a little unfair to Lucas. Because <laughs> I'm always Trying so to sabotage mad. me. I'm always so mad when he wins. And I'm like, <laughs> I get to host it. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this opportunity. Liam. That's why there were no good place questions in the sitcom <laughs> section. Uh, same category, 800. Martial arts master of? Meet me. Liam. Aikido. Aikido. It is Aikido. <laughs> and Liam, and Liam shoots ahead by virtue of his knowledge of Steven Seagal. <laughs> Liam, same category, one thousand golden gold, ra- golden raspberry award nominations. How many has he received? I yeah. don't know about one. I pay so little Maybe. attention to it. Go ahead, John. Three. No. Lucas. Forget it. Oh, I lose points for getting yeah. it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so long. Why don't people just guess? What, what's the harm of saying that? <laughs> Wait, you lose, you lose point, you lose points for getting it wrong. Yes. <laughs> All right, no one else. Nope. The answer is nine. Uh, one of which so was w- one of which was worst on-screen couple, and in brackets it says with his guitar. Uh. <laughs> 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 Uh, last line, 600. Iron Man. Beep, beep. Go ahead. Uh, actually, I heard John first. Go ahead, John. What? I am Iron Man. In fewer words, the truth is, I am Iron Man. John. There's a bit of a pause, though. There's a bit of a pause, huh? That's true. There's a beat. John. Go last lines for 400. Toy Story 3. Meep meep. Liam. Thanks, guys. Or no, it's see you, partner. Mm, sorry, you said the first one, son. <laughs> no. <laughs> me, me. Oh, come on. I go, got ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Lucas. I corrected myself. So long, partner. <laughs> okay, so well, long, partner. <laughs> so long, partner. Okay, no, no, no. I'll give it to him. Lucas. That's bullshit, man. <laughs> go, last line's 800. Seven. Meep meep. Liam. Ernest Hemingway once said, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. Ernest Hemingway I agree with the second wrote. part. <laughs> Go ahead, Liam. 1,000, same category. Jaws. 
I can't imagine why. Uh, never would have guessed that. All right. Uh, I believe that was Liam. Uh, Disney 800. What year did Disneyland open? Me. Go ahead, John. Oh, fuck. I... <laughs> <laughs> you busted it. <laughs> Is it 1923? No. Oh, rough. Oh, no. You were winning. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? 1955. Does, any, does, does our audience want to know a fun fact about me? A really fun fact? Sure. What? I fucking hate losing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we'd be playing a game. I might not have agreed to come on. <laughs> That's the reason why whenever we play games, we only play games where John knows he's going to win. That's not even true. That's not even true. I lose at those games all the time and it pisses me off. Why do we always off. play Avalon? Because how are you supposed to always win at Avalon? It's a fun game is why we always play. Don't because you're an actor. Right? I'm, I'm really upset right now. I want to move on. Liam. Uh, Disney 600. What are the names of Cinderella's stepsisters? They have names? Do? I thought they were just the ugly stepsisters. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm the only one fucking winning here. <laughs> <laughs> they are Anastasia and Drizel. Uh. Liam. Uh, four hundred. Same category. You did. You need to specify. Christian Bale is the voice behind which character in Pocahontas? Beep. Go ahead, John. John Smith. No. No. Oh, oh damn. God damn it. Oh no, John! Uh, beep, beep. Go ahead, Liam. Wasn't it Thomas? Liam is correct. It is Thomas. Oh no! I'm gonna have technical fucking difficulties. What is it? Uh, was it John Smith was played Liam? by uh, Mel-, Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson, yeah. yeah. Mel Gibson, God. A real, a real life prejudice j- dickhead. Yes. Yeah. Dickhead. Liam. Same category. One thousand. The greatest Disney movie ever made? Oh, beep, come beep. on. If we're going by Christian logic, it's a goofy movie. Yeah. <laughs> I reject the question. <laughs> Sorry, do you reject the question or the premise of the question? I reject, I reject all of this. <laughs> Liam. Uh, horror movie quote, 600. Miss McNeil, the problem with your daughter is, is not the bed, it's her brain. Me. Go ahead, John. Guess the movie? Yeah. Exorcist. Correct. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> John. 200. The horror quotes. It's alive. Me, me. Me, me. Go ahead, uh, Lucas. Uh, Fr- Frankenstein. Frankenstein is correct. Lucas. I'll. Keep doing horror quotes. Uh, 400. I never drink wine. Meep, meep. Liam? Dracula. Correct. Sounds, Liam? Sounds. Uh, same category, 1,000. I met this six-year-old child with the blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Halloween, 1971. Huh. Liam? Same category, 800. Groovy. Meep, meep. Oh, fuck. 
God damn animal it. Animal Dead. Incorrect. There are no Evil Dead 2. You said you... Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Don't be beep. <laughs> Go ahead, Lucas. Evil Dead 2. Correct. You can't get the points if it's said out loud. Come on. <laughs> I knew it was Evil Dead 2. Okay? I swear. Lucas. Lucas also didn't see Evil Dead 2 until like a few years ago. It's true. Uh, uh, I'll go dancing number. Uh, oh, there's still there's still 200 Steven Seagal. Uh, dancing number for 600. You make my dreams. What's this category? You must. You have guess to guess the movie the the song is in that has like a, a dance famous number. dance number associated with it. Okay. Meet me. Is it 500 Days of Summer? Fucking Liam cleaning up. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, Liam. Steven if I Seagal. if I quit right now, I don't technically lose, right? <laughs> yes, you do. What is Steven Seagal's first feature film? Beep me. Yes, I knew above what you were going to say. So. <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you guys think you're above the law, <laughs> Liam? Dad Stubbers four hundred. You're the one that I want. Beep me, John. Reese. Correct. God. John. Hundred. 200? Yeah. Hip to be square. Oh, fuck. Great song. Don't remember what I can from. see it. I thought I, I could see it, and then he said that, and that threw everything out. <laughs> Here's an, a visual hint. Oh, my God. Uh, a guy is, it's American a Psycho. Oh, oh. oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> I haven't seen American Psycho in in over a decade. <laughs> we'll save the 1000 for Final Jeopardy. You never can tell. This is a fucking hard one. Oh no. Pulp Fiction. Ah. All right. So now we are in our final Jeopardy. How this will work, <clears throat> you will all write down your wager. Uh, on a piece of paper or on your phone. Are you ready to hear the uh, question? Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Do not shout it out. Please write down your answer. Let me see your answers, please. Please raise them and show them to the camera. Are we showing our wages at the same time? Uh, no, you don't show your wager yet. Uh, let's see, Lucas. Hold on one sec. I wrote my wager above the... I have no idea. Can you even see that? No. What does it say? It says James Bond. I don't know. <laughs> You're all wrong. It was Gentlemen <laughs> Prefer Blondes. Not only have I not seen that movie, I've never heard of that movie. Let us hear. Let, 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 let's see your wagers. It's with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Liam. I bet said 1,000 or more if I can for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, John. I, I don't know if you can see it. But what what did you put, Lucas? 2,700. Oh, holy shit. Liam wins, everybody. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> Wait, and you both have zero. <laughs> yeah. 
my, that was my betting everything was my only shot at winning. So, <laughs> okay. wow. next time I get to host Intertitle. Fair enough. <laughs> so that was Intertitle uh, four, I believe. Um, I might be wrong on the numbering. I don't know at all anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, considering how the the editing and how fast that game is probably going to go, um, we still have time to do a little bit of an ingestion if you boys are up for it. So, um, sure. I mean, I've got one or two things I have been aching to talk about. All right, let's uh, let's be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, kick a guy in the balls, and have a couple of acres. What but, that does what? Metaphor- <laughs> what does that mean? I don't even know. <laughs> Want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. There kicks a guy so hard he flies up in the air. All right, who would like to oh. go first? I'll go first. Sure. Go ahead, Lucas. All right. Well, uh, start off with the thing that I'm pretty sure I did, but no one else did. I talked about with these guys a little bit, but I've been very obsessively, uh, borderline, uh, addictedly uh, playing uh, Baldur's Gate three. That's right. Uh, it is uh, a fantastic game that uh, has ruined my life. Uh, <laughs> I keep playing it when I shouldn't be playing it. So it's it's a uh, for those who don't know, it's a video game based on uh, Dungeons and Dragons five e. Takes place in the Forgotten Realms. Uh, and is like a massive uh, CRPG, computer RPG, uh, in the in like the Baldur's Gate style, where it's sort of like top down. You wander around the world doing quests, collecting items, and uh, following along a story. Uh, it's 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 a great game. It's it's real fun. It's uh, very time consuming. Uh, I put I think 220 hours into it. Uh, which and it is, came out like two weeks ago. Came out August third, so it came out. So it's been out for more than a month. But did you uh, have did you have it when it was in beta? I I, I was playing it in early access. Yeah, I yeah. I put about eighty hours in uh, on early access. Yeah, uh, it's it's honestly a lot of the there's a lot of it's like a very deep and intricate uh, computer RPG, and also uh, it's it's has really great writing. The dialogue is great. The the story is great. All the companions are uh, really interesting, and uh, there's a lot of graphic sex scenes. So oh wow, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I know what I'm playing. <laughs> Is it like the hot copy mod in GTA? But I don't know. I've never used that. It's just an entire game. <laughs> the, the very first decision that you make, because the, the way they advertise 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 Baldur's Gate three is that there's so many, so much content. There's so many different cutscenes and so many uh, different options and choices. The very first choice that you make is whether or not you turn on the modesty filter. <laughs> that's the f- that's the first thing that pops up when you open the game. <laughs> so, are the commercials for Baldur's Gate three like uh, this game will guarantee to make you come so bad? <laughs> no, like but uh, porn- there is Pornhub advertisements. I mean, I'd, I'd I'm not aware. I've never... I don't know. I've heard I've never... of them? No, never <laughs> seen one of those. No, no. But uh, there is there is a scene where you can have sex with a bear. So a bear. Awesome. A bear, yeah. Technically a druid in bear form, but yeah. Oh, well, that doesn't count. Another <laughs> game that'll make me become a furry. <laughs> but that, that scene is kind of what kicked off uh, Baldur's Gate's, like, uh, massive marketing campaign. Uh, they, like, about a couple weeks before the game launched, they had their final, like, they do this thing called Panels from Hell, where they just show off all the things that they've been working on. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole section on the romance. And one, uh, you just, you're in the city, and you just go on a date with one of your companions, and it's very sweet, very wholesome. And the next scene they show, they fuck a bear. 
So, well, what do you know? <laughs> so good game. Yeah, great game. Right <laughs> uh, Liam, you want to go next? Sure. All right. This is one I've been, I know John has also watched, but I've been aching to talk about. Uh, I watched this summer, I watched through all of my adventures with Superman. Yeah. HBO's uh, new animated series and the first uh, it's not HBO, it's solo Prime. Superman show in over a uh, in over twenty five years. It's not HBO oh, wow. though. Yeah, sorry. H. Well, it's HBO Max. Isn't it Prime? No, Prime just distributes it. It was made by. Or, sorry, no, I'm I'm messing up entirely. It was made by Adult Swim. Oh, there we go. Oh. Um, this show's exceptional. It uh was they do an interesting thing with uh Superman here where they combine uh the animation style they combine with uh shonen anime almost. Mm -hmm. Um, it's actually animated by the same house that did uh Avatar: The Last Airbender and Voltron. Um, and uh yeah, it looks stellar. Like there's some character models or designs I'm not crazy about, uh, just because they are playing into more of that anime aesthetic. But overall, I think most of them work. Uh. All the updates, I think, work really well. They actually, there are a number of things we never do with Superman that I thought were kind of cool. Like, one, we're using a lot of villains that we never see, like uh, Parasite or Mr. Mix... Mr. Mix, Mix Spitlicks. Mix Picklicks. Um, he's, a, he's like a little nymph, like magic gnome. Yeah, he's like a little thing. imp who just causes shit. Yeah. Um, I saw Lucas's and, face, uh, and he was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Superman always has trouble beating him because Superman is uh, vulnerable to magic. Yeah, and the only way to get rid of him is you have to say he has to say his own name backwards, or figure out a way to have him spell his name backwards twice. Yeah. Um, in uh, oh, was it the biggest praise I will give this show is particular is their interpretation of Superman himself and how they uh, portray him. They don't do the whole like, e uh, was it emo alienation like. Lois Lane is my only tie to humanity. I'm not connected to anybody. I'm so sad. In this, he's kind of a dweeb. He's kind of a dweeb. Um, and just like a very earnest, good person who just wants to do good and at times almost just wants to kind of be normal. Yeah. Um, but still goes out of his way to help people, just almost like he can't help himself. Like uh, in the very first episode, he's talking about how he's going to have a normal day, just live a normal life. And then uh, he there things like a cat stuck in a tree. He's like, shit. And then he has to go help. Just because he can't <laughs> opportunity to assist somebody. Um, I also, uh, they also do this interesting thing with him where, uh, instead of him knowing that he's not from Earth immediately, they have the thing where, uh, he, uh, was shown his, uh, spaceship, the spaceship he arrived in as a kid, but he never, but couldn't open it and never came back to it until he was an adult. And, uh, when he opens it, there's one, he gets a message from Jarrell, but there's one problem Superman speaks English. Jarrell speaks Kryptonian, so he can't oh, actually wow. type of a message. <laughs> That's great. But no, uh, the biggest praise again is just like I also particularly I really like the main trio. They kind of uh Lois Lane is very fun and very endearing. Uh they make her uh not an overbearing uh love slave to uh Superman, but they make her like a almost like hyperactive, almost like ADD kind of go-getter. Um, and just like who, uh, just kind of is a fast talker, kind of likes to show, almost shows off a little bit or gets carried away with things. Yeah. And, uh, they update, uh, Jimmy Olsen to be around, uh, their age and make him a, a weird cons kind of conspiracy, the nerdy conspiracy theorist, which is a lot of fun to a point when like when Superman, 
it kind of break a, a tradition that's held Superman back for years where he uh re- where he reveals himself to uh he tells uh Lois and Jimmy pretty early on that he that he's Clark Kent and Jimmy's just kind of like yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> like do you think glasses can help John take off your glasses <laughs> Holy shit, it's Superman. <laughs> Christian, take off your glasses. Whoa, where did Superman yeah, actually, go? Actually, <laughs> uh, my adventures of Superman, Superman kind of looks like John if John had muscle. Hey, thank, thank you. Lucas, <laughs> Lucas, put on your, sun, put on your glasses. Like a nice thing to say. <laughs> I don't have any glasses. Okay. But God, I will say, to, like, just, to, just to, to back up Liam here, um, if, if you're like me, you haven't read any Superman comics, and like you've seen, watched the the oh crap, what's his name? Played Superman. Christopher Reeves. You watched Christopher Reeves movies as a kid. Or you watched like Superman Returns and then fucking Man of Steel and shit like that. And you're like, I don't get it. I don't get why Superman is like a compelling character. Because I was like, oh, he's just you know he's overpowered. Oh, Kryptonite's his only weakness and shit like that. Um, well, watch the show because cool, it's like, like Superman if you're realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you should watch the show because uh, it's it's very compelling and it's and it's and it's inspiring to see a guy who can do basically anything and still be like, oh, I don't like I I'm nervous to ask out this girl. Like I'm really scared to. I'm just like, oh, cool. I'm Superman's Same. dope. <laughs> the show's great. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Thanks, Liam. Uh, so I uh been on the legal meth now for about uh (laughs) since february which i don't know if we brought up on the show before but i am on the adhd medication so it means i've been able to focus on a number of things including reading books i think i've read more books than locus probably yeah i haven't read many books this year hell yeah (laughs) Um, so about war there are uh no actually um but I did just finish one the other day uh, that I very much enjoyed. It is called The Har, the H-A-A-R, by a, a man named David Sodergren. And it is about a woman who lives in a very small Scottish town uh, called Witchhaven, which is being uh, hostily taken over by a rich billionaire named Patrick Grant. And he wants to build a golf course, and she's not putting up with it. She's like an 85-year-old woman, and she's like, I'm not going to put up with this. So she's trying to get everybody around town to not buy, like, uh, take the buyout and move. And uh, one day she's out for a walk, and uh, she goes into a cave, and there is Patrick Grant's son <clears throat> named Connor. And Connor beats the crap out of her, and she's like, what the hell? And so she's like on her way back home and she gets stuck in the har and the har is fog. It's a very deep, um, thick fog. And amongst the fog, she finds a sea creature and the sea creature is a giant blob monster thing with one singular eyeball that just kind of floats around. Um, and she takes it home. And what ensues is a very, very gross and violent, uh, body horror novel that's also a very beautiful romance and uh, it's very short it's only like 200 and some odd pages uh, so it's more of a line I guess you would assume probably more in the line with novella style thing 
Uh, but I enjoyed it a lot. So if you're looking for a book out there where a sea monster uh, burns off a man's dick with uh, acid, then this is the uh, the book for you. Uh, so it's called <laughs> The Har. The Har. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, H-A-A-R. I loved it. Um, it's probably one of my favorites of the year so far. Uh, it didn't come out this year, but in terms of ones that I've written, uh, sorry, I've written. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, you're just advertising your own book? What the fuck? <laughs> no, I'll do all, I'll do all my own plugs at the end. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, it, it's it's great. Uh, of all the ones that I've read this year, um, it's definitely one of the higher ones up there. But I loved it, and I think you guys would really like it too if you want to read like horror novels, but also. Um, some it I will warn you it's pretty gross and there's a lot of like violence towards elder uh, like people uh, that are elderly. Um, Hell yeah! <laughs> Get rid of all the old people. Eugenics for the old. You just need a giant blob monster. Anyway, that's the horror. John, go ahead. Let's start off by saying that y'all just kind of jumped into this as if. As if we weren't all yelling like, <laughs> like 30 seconds before we st- it was insane. It was insane. <laughs> and Lucas started talking and it was still fuming. So I apologize. I, what are, I what are you did. sorry, what are you fuming about? And their title. What? Lost. What are you talking about? Don't do this. Don't do this. You're gonna rile me up again. <laughs> It's John, we just like John, we've been doing the show for four minutes. We've been doing the we've been doing the show for four minutes. What are you talking? Oh no, because I'm gonna lose it. Because I'm going to lose it. You're gonna make me lose it, and that's not. Yeah, but the I funny thing, John, is then you would lose again. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's find something else to make. Let's find something else for John to get mad about. Quick, somebody think of a dumb question. That's kind of. So it's just very easy to piss me off. It's very so very easy to piss me off. I was not on my best behavior during the latter half of that game, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I made a bit of an ass of myself. I'm sorry, Liam. I yelled at you at some point during that. Okay. <laughs> it have been when you cut I'm out. Finished. Yeah. That's... Wait. Are you just like I'm not doing this? I'm done. <laughs> that's what it sounded like you're are, so do you have anything for oh, yeah. the ingestion or? i do i do okay. i just like, i wrote my notes earlier that i thought were useless but they're not um i'm gonna combine two into one um i saw the bottoms in theater camp oh yeah um i'm pretty i'm pretty just stoked about like there being like uh like mainstream comedies in theaters again because like you know, we've reached this point where where blockbusters are 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 truly like failing. They're 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 a lot of them are just bombing, and it's great to see because I don't like going to see blockbusters. I like going to see these more kind of independent films. And so, um, I saw Theater Camp first, and as as a guy who I uh, spent a few years as a drama instructor. For those who don't know, it's about like this this theater camp, this theater summer camp that like is losing funding, and um, it's so it's so fun i it's it's nice to see people as in theater people <laughs> represented in such a way that like they are so obnoxious yeah and um and these kids are all just like outsiders 
um, that come and they, they, they can feel like at home there. And it's just ridiculous and it's so fun. And I want to give a shout out to Jimmy Tatro. That's his name. Um, who plays like the, he's the son of the woman who started the theater company who at the very beginning of the movie, she like goes into a coma. So he has to come and, and, uh, and take over and then uh, try to get them out of financial trouble. And he's so funny. He's excellent at playing that like frat bro. Yeah. Idiot he's done character. it a lot. Yeah. He's done it. That's pretty. Yeah. Much like and he's his... just like, he's finessed it. I, it's, it's something that I've seen of him many times and I don't get tired of it, which is very nice. Um, so I definitely recommend seeing that. And then bottoms is the other one. Um, it's being compared to the likes of like, super bad and book smart and it is again just very refreshing to see comedy like this come out it's set in this such a like heightened surreal reality of like football players are constantly in their in their gear oh okay like, football um so, uniforms football that are players in movies well, no, they're usually wearing letter Letterman jackets, right? But these guys are like just like constantly, and they're idiots, and like it's it's. Maybe I'm just thinking of uh, maybe I, it's just because I when I think of football characters in movies or shows, I think of uh, Kevin from Daria. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that too. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, but this is just like ridiculous, absurd reality that they live in this high school, um, and uh, and it's about these two. Uh, gay girls who are also virgins who who want to have sex before they graduate high school so they start a fight club they start a women's fight club to try and sleep with these two people and um and it's really funny um it stars rachel senate and ao edibiri um who ao edibiri like rachel senate from bodies 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 bodies. i believe she wrote it too mostly no she did actually she did and it's directed by emma Seligman, who did um Shiva Baby, which is another fantastic movie starring Rachel Sennett. I also recommend. And these two are just so funny. And the movie's really, really funny. The only thing that I would critique it for is that, like, tries to live in this absurd, heightened reality, but then also have these moments of earnest connection and, like, uh, conflict between, like, the two main characters and stuff like that. And it just doesn't, like, fit. Mm-hmm. same movie but then there's this whole episode at the end where they where they um just fucking body the football team <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's insane and uh you should go watch it you should go watch these movies in theaters because they're still in theaters and just the fact that you can go That's to true. a movie theater and watch a movie like this it's, it's so nice to me so question so, is yeah. it because uh what is it so a lot of it is uh i think a lot of why we don't really get a lot of comedies in theaters is because i feel like comedy just as a genre with the exception of like stand-ups has kind of gone out the door like usually i find um, comedies tend to be more successful if there's another element added to them for better or for worse true. um but my oh. question is is it actually comedy i'd find tolerable or is it that babbly kind of uh meme baity talk that i have lost all patience for well, it was written by somebody your age, so take that as you will. Yeah, I don't know if you would vibe with either of these movies. They're not the same type of humor. Um, there's definitely some like improv between the characters in Bottoms, which like they're two very good improvisers, and I think that's the 
like that has been an issue with the modern comedy movie is that like the, the directors are just like oh yeah just go ahead we're gonna roll and you guys just just improvise and we'll and we'll see where it goes and then that's just the movie and like it's just clunky and it doesn't work and half of it falls flat um that's not the case here there is improv in it but it's it's in a way that's 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 very classic where they just kind of will throw a line into a pre-established script stuff like that and it's and it's really funny i do i do find these two people really funny um i think it's just i, mean, I don't I know if you'd like that I kind of wish that a little more filmmakers, especially filmmakers in my generation, would would realize that we are not a generation of endearment. We are a generation of cringe. Yeah. So as a result, <laughs> like that's no. But I mean, being aware of it instead of being like, look at how charming we are because we're so youthful and quirky. I'm like, even though we're actually just cringy and shitty as all hell. Um. This the bottoms really does like it's it's self aware in a way that is not annoying i'll say it's like it's it's fully aware of pitfalls of certain movies like this and um and it just kind of makes jokes out of that which is really really fun to watch because yeah, i but think it's still like, why, I, don't, I don't know if you like it and i tell everybody yeah, i think part of why i think part of why super super bad is my favorite comedy is because i'm like that movie realizes straight up that young people suck but that's kind <laughs> of okay because you hope that we'll grow better and get out of it instead of just like, no, we're great. We're just going to love these guys forever and have them stay the same way forever. Because I want to know your thoughts on it, but I don't know. I can't promise you'll like it. But that's my two and one right there. Right on. Thanks, John. There's another one that I want to discuss that I know at least two out of the three of you have seen. Luca, you don't have Letterbox, I don't think. Then no, I don't have Letterboxd. Then we're going to loop the loop around. <laughs> Go ahead, Lucas. All right, cool. Uh, I'll talk about. Uh, I watched uh, season two of Good Omens. Oh yeah, uh, on Ooh, Prime. Yeah, it is out now. Yeah, I was very, very skeptical going into it because uh, I, I really, I really like the book. Uh, I really liked the first season, and I was like, "There's, there's not a second book. Terry Pratchett's dead. What are they gonna do?" Yeah, uh, and they did pretty good. With, did it with make their... sense, like a lot of Terry Pratchett's notes or like things that Neil Gaiman and him talked about that weren't published? I'm not really sure. I, I don't know. I know almost nothing about the BTS about uh, the, the behind the scenes for um, for uh, season two. I honestly didn't know it was out until uh, I was at work and a customer uh, was talking about it. I'm like, oh shit, that's out! I gotta watch it. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's it's very very in line with the first uh, season in terms of, like the themes and the style of comedy and everything. Uh, the main thing with this season uh, is like they they're really diving into Crowley and Aziraphale's uh, relationship, uh, as opposed to, it's less less plot focused than the first one, and it's much more just uh, focused on uh, these two. And David Tennant and Michael Sheen are just having so much fun. I believe it. I, I I I love their performances, especially Michael Sheen. Like David Tennant's well, great, but I'm I'm just a big fan of Michael Sheen. He's so funny. I never... I never read the, uh, I never, or I never saw the show. I read the book though. And, mm -hmm. but I remember when those two were casted, I was like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's perfect casting. I've never finished I, the book actually. Yeah. I, I've read it. I've read it once like 10 years ago, I think. And then I read it again, like four years ago or something like that. Well, we were doing um, it for bookzilla. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. But, um, oh. go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, it's also funny that, uh, I was, uh, 
I've also, I, it's just funny that you also watched a, uh, what is it, a uh, Neil Gaiman thing. Uh, that's uh, an aside is that I was talking to my aunt about how Neil Gaiman has a pretty damn good when it comes to adaptations of his works. Mm-hmm. Like his, his work tends to get adapted pretty well for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I would agree. Uh, but uh, Good Omens 2, Season 2, uh, there's not all that much more to say about it, except I was I was so mad at the end. Not not because not because the show was bad, because but because the character makes a choice. Where I'm like, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but like in in sort of that like uh, this is good drama sort of uh, sort of way, right? Uh, it, it like makes sense in character, uh, and it's just like, oh, you fucked it up, you fucked it up, man. <laughs> and uh, do you think it'll get a season three? Uh, they left. They left. Uh, they they did a whole uh, cliffhanger for season three, so I'm hoping. Mm, very cool. Uh, yeah. I have a feeling uh, if they if they didn't want to do a season three, uh, if he didn't want a season three, Neil Gaiman would not allow it to uh, go forward. Yeah, yeah. Neil, apparently, Neil Gaiman was very enthusiastic about season two of Good Omens. So uh, that's that that's kind of the extent I know about what was going on behind the scenes. But honestly, I would watch I would watch that show even if there wasn't a plot. I just like just Crowley and Aziraphale hanging out, just uh, basically torturing each other. It's great. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Liam. Uh, all right. I'm trying to think of uh, where to go with what I watched. Let me check the letterboxed machine because I lost my train of thought because I got excited as this was. Talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Here's the big one, and mm. so I uh went to go see Oppenheimer. Yes. <clears throat> um, I've been wanting to talk about this one for a while because go before going into this movie, I've had a interesting relationship with uh uh christopher nolan as a viewer when i was like uh when i first started to get into film christopher nolan was my favorite director like i think he was for a lot of like people who first get interested in film yeah yeah same but then by the time i was about 16 reality started to set in a little bit like the dark knight rises happened which uh was like my emperor has no clothes moment and throughout like the past uh, decade or so, despite making some good movies, Christopher Nolan has never made that movie that wowed me again. And on and in retrospect, I started to think about more of his other movies and the issues I have with the more recent ones. I realized are also present in the ones I loved, just hidden better. Like, uh, I like the chess piece storytelling, like characters kind of talking more so of what the movie is about, what the movie, what the movie's about. You know, doing the job for critics instead of critics, uh, oh, what is it, uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing uh, with analyzing themes and ideas. Uh, I'm just going to say it straight up, uh, Oppenheimer might be Christopher Nolan's magnum opus. I don't agree, but yes. <laughs> you didn't finish it, and you still haven't gone back. Okay, great. I'm not gonna, because it's not in theaters anymore. So don't yes, t- don't take that stab at me. That was a, that was a jab that was totally unnecessary. I would you like to explain what happened too? Yeah, we were yeah. seeing the movie in IMAX and somebody pulled the fire alarm, so I missed the last thirty minutes of the movie. And also, Liam, you don't know what, thing to happen. You don't know what my financial situation is or what my timing situation <laughs> is. So so eat a wiener. Go like hey 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 hey! I get to get mad at Liam. I'm the one that gets to get mad at Liam. That's <laughs> me. Everybody else is to suck it up. Wait, it's not. It's not my responsibility anymore. 
it's not. No, that's not no, true. No, the, the torch has been passed. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> what are we even doing here? Um, no, I mean it's like I also Liam subjective. <laughs> I said I don't agree. Um, I I just think like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I also just think referring to something as like a magnum opus is a little bit of an unfair statement when the person's still alive. I think you can. It's okay, it's it's hard now. It's hard to. It's All right, hard, let's go kill Chris Nolan. It's hard. To, yes, there you go. It it it's it's hard to make that because you don't know what else he has in him, right? So it's pro- you could. I would argue, yeah, it's probably one of his better films to date. Um, but I mean, I have other preferences. I also like, but I'm also a guy who's kind of going against Nolan a little bit more than I used to before, right? Because like, I mean, I never saw Tenant um i just wasn't super interested and slash missed the up op- the window um because you of didn't pandemic. miss a whole lot no yeah and uh like i i did i i did enjoy oppenheimer i just think for me per- personally there was a lot of little weird nolan cliches that i think he really over- did a little bit of an overkill on I, biggest thing being you have all of these like super high profile celebrities and it and for me personally i can't see past them being that actor and and like i can't see them as characters and and for me i'm like that's just kind of like nolan just almost putting too much trust into them as performers and I saying like I, uh, I think why i appreciated that like uh, and it didn't take me out too much is because it felt like kind of a way we don't really make movies anymore it felt kind of like old Hollywood a little bit. Yeah. Like you kind of, and I'm not a fan of that. So yeah, I kind of, I was, that's one thing I appreciated. And initially I was having some problems with like, uh, some people I'm like, Oh, you're just here. Okay. It's uh Jack Quaid. It's uh Josh Peck. It's uh, uh, Casey Affleck and so on. But, uh, was it by the end, particularly with one actor, they really sold me on it with, uh, where the story goes. Um, I think also what I appreciated most is that it feels like, uh, so Tenet felt like Nolan took every criticism he had received and just doubled down on it. This one, it feels like he took every criticism he received, still stayed true to his style, but made it work. Uh, what is it? Instead of just like being like, yeah, oh, you don't like uh, loud mo- You uh, want to be able to hear what I'm saying? Okay, let's go. Oh. <laughs> um. Uh, what do you call it? And also just the fact that it, it, despite being like a huge event in history, Nolan took a much more smaller and personal story with very simple ideas instead of just like trying to do the most mind-bending, time-warping, like uh, look at how insightful this thing is. Um, it also, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, it also, uh, the acting is uh, superb for uh, the main players in it. Uh, was it uh, Killian Murphy becomes uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer? It's also uh, one of the best performances I've ever seen from Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, no, that um, I agree. I agree with both of those. I I heard that Killian Murphy actually built an atomic bomb in his garage specifically to prepare for the role. And uh, also, just the fact that I got to see finally see a movie again shot on actual film and shown on film. It's so rare that happens. I uh, because after Christian, I had that experience of a theater with that jackass. Um, I came back a week later and uh, saw the rest of it. 
And, uh, yeah. And also on that second viewing, like, uh, I was scared that it was going to feel really slow, but it just kept moving. It did not, uh, was it, it, it didn't feel like so an annoying movie. This movie does not fucking stop moving. It's insane. Yeah. You've yeah, no, it, it actually, it's it too, one of the most... I have seen it. I, I took three grams of edibles before going to Stephen and IMAX, and it, uh, that was too much. <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> with, with two of my friends, and I was sitting in between them, and I was like, oh, I really hope that they're on the same page, that this is, like, in intense, and, like, yeah. They're all ta- they're all just talking. They're talking the whole time, and it's very compelling. Like I agree mm-hmm. with Liam that it is an excellent movie. But they're just talking about like how they're like, oh, can we do it? Do you think we could do this? And then they just like do it, and they didn't even fucking think about it. And then when they give the fucking bomb to the military, they're just like, thanks. I thought it was gonna be this whole like this this big moment where it's just like this is a this is a turning point in history where they get the atomic bomb. And then also, I thought the actual bombing was gonna. And it was just, it was so, it was so casual. They just took Wait, it there, spoilers, like, they actually made the bomb? Oh. They made the bomb. They made the bomb. When they did the, when they did the <laughs> first of all, when they did the test bomb, it was insane. I was it's like. Great scene. I, That's, I, I'm going to, oh. I will agree with at least that is Nolan's best scene to date. It is, it is a magnificent moment. I even think, like, are you talking about when they actually, like, they drop the first bomb and you see it happen? When they do the test spectacular even when they drop the bomb on hiroshima and they like because you don't like can i talk can i talk spoilers about it (laughs) i mean just the fact like no the way that they show it because they like don't they don't show it and i was like how the hell are they going to show it they don't show it they just have it on the radio and then they they have oppenheimer kind of reacting to to what's going on in the middle of like a speech that he's giving where everybody's just like freaking out and it's like the most subjective i've ever seen him be in one of his films and yeah. it was like maybe it was the edibles too but i was like this is the most intense experience i've ever fucking had i don't know and if it was subjective it, i think that's a that's probably nolan i would say that i would argue that's a pretty objective opinion because he's basically just saying no this is how this is very much how, probably what oppenheimer was feeling I think in this scenario like because because use... that is i would i mean i agree with you i think that scene is fucking phenomenal like when he's in the that tiny little um gymnasium or whatever is that the one you're talking about uh, yeah like the town yeah, hall. yeah. The, the town hall and uh yeah just him like going up having to pretend that he's smiling and happy and then like as he's walking out and it's just like it just sinks on his face, and he and when he yeah, just spo- spoilers for a, a moment, but when he steps on the body, right, starts yeah. to see like the radiation eroding away at people. It's, I'll say it's probably it's weirdly the most artsy film Nolan has made. I think that's yeah, what I like, meant. Yeah, it's just like very. It's a very artsy thing where typically oh, yeah. he'd be like, "Oh, look how cool it looks." That I'm not not that it's cool, <laughs> cool thing, <to imagine>. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you saw, you'd be like, "Uh." cool um there's also another weird artsy scene with uh killian murphy and florence Pugh in a courtroom oh yeah that's weird that was weird i have like become that... death. No, 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 no like uh if there's a scene where like he's essentially uh because the second half of this movie kind of turns into a political thriller oliver stone style because like, it shows like the downfall of uh, Rob Oppenheimer and how, uh, despite everything he did and the regrets he felt and what he tried to do to rectify it, they just dragged him through the mud. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, like Everzel Poinbury is kind of being exposed. And let's just say it's a very weird way to show uh, the, uh, what is it, him like, uh, what is it, uh, at his most vulnerable. Yeah. I was shocked that Christopher Nolan put it in a movie just based on his past uh, filmography. It's nudity. That's that's it. Uh, yeah, I got that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for, the only other thing for me personally with with Oppenheimer is, yeah, it's be- beautifully shot. It's a gorgeous film, and I love I love seeing shit in IMAX. Um, I'm not crazy with how that guy uses it though, because I I think Liam froze. Liam, are you frozen? Or are you just bewildered? No, he's frozen. <laughs> well, you can see because he's just disappeared on my screen. I don't know. Oh. oh, yeah, no, he's he's still there. What does he look like, dude? The face that he's doing. Oh yeah, deep in thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it just means he's not gonna cut me up. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not crazy about a lot of what what how he used it because, and the biggest reason is because. Um, there's things that are shot in IMAX in the movie that did not need to be shot in IMAX. Like, Hello. um, yes, you're Hello. here. Hello. Thank you. Uh, yeah, there are things that, that were shot in IMAX that didn't need to be shot in IMAX. Um, like, and they'll shift from like the, the two, four, four, or whatever. I don't know what the aspect ratio is, but they'll shift from the, the widescreen, like whatever. And then, I mean, cause you see something in IMAX, it shifts to the, the full frame and, and then, you know, it's huge. Um, but there's some shots that are like three seconds long and then they cut back and I'm like, what was the fucking point of that shot? Like you have the camera, eh, we might as well get the shot. Like, no, like that it's pointless. Don't, kind don't, of don't though, waste right? it. Like, I mean, it, uh, just, it just drives I, me bananas. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I, it's just been a thing. I, cause I get it in for, I, I fully understand it for establishing shots. I think that is genius. Use, use the IMAX camera for establishing shots. Use it for when somebody like is super deep in thought or something like that, or use it as like an emotional um, tool. Showing Matt Damon and Killian Murphy standing on the side waiting for a truck to roll up totally fucking unnecessary and doesn't mean anything to me as a as a viewer. So good. No, it's not. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's 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 a waste. Like you just that there, there's twenty thousand dollars you just spent. Like you you hit record. Oh man, that's like it's like two thousand bucks a minute. Like You're talking it, like you produced this thing. I got that brain now because I did, that's what I do for all summer because I've been making producing shit. But um, no, it's just I don't know. I I I will say though those are few and far between in the movie. Um, those annoyances for me. Uh, but when for the most part when it is being used, it is being used very effectively. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I I think Killian was just killer. I really appreciated all the performances. I just, for me, I just don't, I personally, I don't know if it's, I'm just being a, an asshole, but I don't think it's a masterpiece. I thought it was a very, very well-made film. I think it's very, very good. I think I gave it a four. Like if I were to finish it, uh, I would probably give it a four um, on Letterboxd, uh, but I just don't see it as a masterpiece personally. That last 30 minutes, I don't know. I can't. I saw it in the states, and I can't remember exactly what's what. But it's possible that the last thirty minutes might change your mind. 
Um, the, the very end of it is... It has honestly one of the most perfect endings to a movie I've seen in a while. Like, it actually hits everything together. In fact, in a way where um, not only does it hit together all the themes and ideas, but it's also kind of harrowing. Um, yeah. I think the last thing I'll say about Oppenheimer that I appreciated the most is that this movie, the fact that this movie is a huge success and being treated as a blockbuster gives me a little bit of hope that we're finally, that studios are finally starting to realize and creatives that you can't keep people stupid forever. Like you can do, uh, what is it? Instead of like movies that are just junk food and about nothing or have nothing of substance to add, you can, uh, what is it? A, a blockbuster can be a movie, just a biopic of all things. That is just a lot of people talking and presenting compelling ideas. I'm gonna be. And I'm really... gonna be. I'm gonna be a stick in the mud. I'm gonna be a big old stick in the mud. I uh, I think that's a little unfair because it was directed by Nolan, and Nolan is notoriously the most film broy director that exists on the on the planet in terms of people like general public. And I'm gonna sound like a film bro saying this, but like general general public. Most people know who Nolan is. Most people are going to go see a Nolan movie. Most people are going to go see Barbie because of the the name. They're going to go see that. Um, right? They're not, they, that, probably, they probably don't like necessarily the... care about it being Greta Gerwig. They're going to go see Barbie. When it comes to Oppenheimer, people don't necessarily care about Oppenheimer. They sure as hell care about Nolan. So mm -hmm. I think banking it into, like, I think saying that um, Hollywood is going to have this massive shift in terms of not showing dumb movies and stuff that is going to make people, as you've said, like make people dumber is, is a fallacy because like you, they're bank, they're always going to bank on name. That's just how, that's just how Hollywood right, but if works. They're, if they're going to bank on name and like people are going to go to the theater to watch movie because of Christopher Nolan. I agree that that's why people went and saw the movie, but then they see the actual movie and they're like, Oh, this is just people talking. And unless you're fucking Logan Paul, yeah, you're, they're, they're going to be like, Oh shit. Like I didn't realize that this didn't like a summer blockbuster doesn't need to be, or blockbuster in general doesn't need to be action packed. It can be thrilling in the way that it's shot or edited or the way that people talk to each other. It's, and it's people are going to be like, Oh shit. I didn't realize. And same with Barbie where they're like, Oh cool. Like a fun, or look at uh, Dune was was a surprise hit, despite the fact that uh, I thought Dune was going to underperform, and because that is a lot of movie, a lot of that movie is people in space talking about politics. That's all it is. That's the whole movie is people talking in space. Um, but yeah, yeah I don't like, know. I'm just, I, 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 I'm just not trying to be. I'm not trying to be too much of a stick in the mud, but I just think that like, um, I don't know. I th th things aren't going to change. <laughs> that like we're going to have the same. <laughs> We're gonna have the same stupid fucking you know movies coming out all the time. I think there's gonna that be can't, an... that can't be true because the the the, the culture shifted like how long ago? Like call it like 2008 or 2012 when like Iron Man and Avengers came out that the culture started started to shift into that, and then everybody sure. was like, oh shit, I'm gonna go to the theater to watch a superhero movie, and now people are not doing that anymore. People don't... are blockbusters this summer. Most of the big ones, the ones that have cost the most money and have the most set pieces crammed into them, have been underperforming the most. I just don't. It's not going to be immediate. So, an immediate shift. I also don't know if you guys are fully understanding kind of what I'm saying, because I'm not dis fully disagreeing with you in terms of the idea that there is going to be a shift and that there's going to be more stuff that comes out that definitely falls more in line with maybe what we want to see. 
Um, but when it comes to general public, people are gonna go like, yeah. The the other side of it too is a lot of movies fucking tanked this year, and, and movies that really aren't like No Hard Feelings, for example, that one with Jennifer Lawrence. That movie fucking flopped, and that's a one where it should have been a it should have been a guarantee. It should have been a guarantee that it was gonna make you know a couple million dollars, and I don't believe it did. Uh, and that's one Marvel of those cases where was... maybe maybe it was an individual, Jennifer Lawrence being the the name that you could attach to. Um, but when it comes Guardians to three, was the only Marvel success this year, right? Um, change is slow when it comes to the Hollywood, obviously. People are still going to go see these dumb movies. They're still going to get made, even if they flop, and they're still going to continue to be released. Um, I think. I don't think it's. Go ahead. I don't think it's a matter of people are just going to stop seeing them altogether. Obviously, these things are still going to be made. However, I do feel like films like Oppenheimer, Dune, and uh, was it even Barbie, like being uh, blockbusters, is shown that there is an audience for. Uh, that there is a hard, uh, there is an audience for people demanding, and a more boisterous one now for people demanding movies with actually something to say. Yeah, maybe we also have different definitions of the word blockbuster because I, I think my definition of it is a lot different than maybe what your guys's are. Because I love blockbusters, baby. You guys know that I love big budget Hollywood movies. I don't like making them. I don't like, I don't like being on set. But God damn it, I'll go see it. I like uh, blockbusters too. I'm just sick of the way we've been making them for the past ten years. Yeah, I, yeah, just... I mean, like Hollywood goes through eras. Like, like we we're on the tail end of the superhero era. There was the western era. There was like the musical era. Yeah, there was the fucking weird nineties comedies era. Like, like it's just Hollywood go through goes through stages. They're gonna do what's what's makes money until it doesn't make money anymore. Then they'll find something else that makes money. Then they'll make that. So I don't like like there's definitely a shift happening right now, but I don't really hold out any hope that they're specifically going to be making any, any specific sort of genre. They might dabble in others until they find something that really sticks. But they're just they're they're just going to make what makes money. Yeah, is my take on that. Um, so we got to wrap up really quick because I got to work. But I have one thing that I want to talk about that I know John and Liam have seen. I watched with one with I watched it with Liam. Oddly enough, um is uh so it's funny that we were just talking about the atom bomb um as if you were to drop that it most likely would provide mutations speaking of which there's a lot of turtles in the world so <laughs> uh teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mutant mayhem. Uh, i didn't need it but i wanted to do it you had already started talking about it <laughs> yeah i didn't need it but i wanted it um but That's yeah so te- teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem um so it's just funny that we were talking about like big budget hollywood things because that movie didn't make a ton of money. Um, it's well, it was well received. But that's my favorite fucking movie of the year. God damn it! I it, I thought it was perfect. I loved every single second of it. And it's funny that like Christian didn't like the artsy the artsy talking movie, but he liked the movie with the fucking turtles. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody can trust my opinion ever again, and I'm fully accepting it. <laughs> But um, no, I loved it. I I think it is just so wonderful. I'm also kind of a turtle bro. Like like again, I got a bunch turtles of turtles are sick. I got a turtle comic over there somewhere. Anyway, um, I yeah, love the turtles. I like turtles. I like turtles. I thought it was so dope. Um, uh, I without me gushing about it a whole lot, I know that 
um, John and Liam maybe have different opinions than me. So I'll let them kind of talk about it because mine is just going to be, it's a perfect movie and I love every single second of it. So you so, boys just, so I, I, I find this interesting because, because speaking of letterbox, uh, I think somebody brought it up at some point, maybe it was me, but like the, and, and we, we decided to do this podcast and Christian had texted me and he was like, please, I want to see you defend your 3.5 out of five stars. And Liam gave it a four. I, th- it doesn't happen very often that this type of movie, Liam likes it more than I do because I found that my criticisms of it, things that I've heard Liam say many times, and it's like stuff that I, that I can somewhat agree with in some circumstances. And this time it was the onslaught of humor and the referential humor. Yeah, now, yeah that was my biggest critique. We're like, uh, it teeters that fine line between a movie that I would find fucking irritating as all hell. Well, I thought what I was thinking of you watching it, and here's the thing, is that the fact that their basis for existing in the world is 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 purely based on pop culture. And that is fascinating to me because of the fact that they were ostracized from society by Splinter, and they only had movies tv shows and fucking comics to to kind of go off of and they were like constantly making references to that and that was something that i for the most part enjoyed because it made sense it became irritating at a certain point also i could just kind of hear seth rogan at certain Mm -hmm. points Mm -hmm. in the dialogue um which is for better or for worse um my my main let's start with my main criticism because i did i did really enjoy the movie there a lot that there's a lot that i liked about it it was the fact that we all love the turtles. The turtles are very distinct characters. In this, they were not distinct. I honestly was shocked that like they they made like the occasional reference to the fact that like oh Leo's trying to hold things together. Oh Raph is a little irrational, and Donatello is pretty smart, and Michelangelo is pretty funny. They just they they talk about that being a thing. Michelangelo's like I like improv. It's like yeah, Michelangelo would like improv, but all talking the same they're all making the same jokes anytime somebody makes a joke they're all like yeah high five and they have great chemistry which i love but i found that for too much of the time the turtles were were indistinguishable from one another when they spoke particularly where that was particularly disappointing for me was with Raphael because Raphael is my favorite ninja turtle and the one i'm big personally closest to (laughs) yeah liam that's that's you that's you through and through yeah, and uh, he's the one I'm closest to, and just the fact that, like, so it's clear, the thing I, I noted about this movie when it came to the humor and the way the turtles are characterized, it's clear that the guys who wrote this, like, the 80s turtles. Yeah. Or, like, they're a little bit, where they're all a lot closer in personality. Like, they're all kind of goofballs, but Leo's, like, the one who's the least stick in the mud. The thing I just kind of came to uh, terms with with this movie is the fact that, um, there are so many, there's, it's amazing how many different interpretations of a turtles there's, there have been. And this one usually pretty much just pulled from a lot of the interpretations of a turtles that I'm not a fan of. But for the most part, they just made it work in its own right. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to turtle, the turtles inherently making pop culture references, that's not something that inherently, this is kind of an exception for me because the turtles were created as a parody of pop culture. Sure. That's why I'm a little more lenient here. Yeah. Um, I thought that the action was spectacular. Like uh, all those, uh, all those fight scenes were were so fun to watch, and the animation is 
fucking just dripping with personality. Yeah. And I think that it's it's something that is a very positive thing that came from something like Spider-Verse. And when I first saw the Puss in Boots trailers, which I actually saw that movie on the way here on the plane, and it's great. Um, but I saw the way that that movie was kind of animated, and I was like, are we just copying Spider-Verse? Is that what Spider-Verse is going to do? Is they're going to make movies that just kind of look like it because everybody liked the way that that looked? It's at least with this movie, it's apparent that like, oh no, we can start to kind of take risks when animating certain things and we can put a lot of style into it. That's very unique. And I want more of that. Christian, I want to hear more of your thoughts though. I love to talk. You like <laughs> I you like that movie. Yeah, no, I mean, without me, like I said, without me trying to just gush a lot about it, I mean, I could point out the stuff that I'm not the biggest fan of. And I think for me, a lot of it is, in terms of like actual production uh like i'm not the biggest fan of when characters are just talking over top of each other and i get it that they're a bunch of brothers and they're like all trying to be the funniest guy in the room i mean we are the four turtles let's face it uh and so we do the same thing a lot so that's the irony of the situation but they they definitely there's a couple times where it's just them just building on top of each other and it just gets really annoying um but i also not super crazy about uh april in the movie i think that she definitely could have had more to do at the end outside of just having the you know the tv like being on on the news and whatnot um but uh oh also it it just moves really fast uh and up Mm -hmm. until when they get so liam actually pointed it out to me um is like when they get to the point where they actually meet superfly it's just like moving like it doesn't stop talking talking. like i'm like slow down have some catharsis and when you get to the halfway point i'm like finally we're starting to have that yeah and then they meet superfly and then that's when things really slow down um and then yeah also i would agree with some of the performances and i think that's one of the hardest things for me lately um has been especially with animated films is no i just hear paul rudd I just I I don't see I don't see him as a lizard mutant man. I'm like you're just... all of those. Their 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 whole fucking villain crew was like there were so many of them. Yeah, and they were again all the same. Yeah, well, like they all just yeah. I couldn't tell. I there were no discernible characteristics from Bebop and Rocksteady to the fucking alligator crocodile. Also, yeah, that is not Leatherhead. I will say straight up, like if uh, going off of comics or cartoons, that is not Leatherhead. Yeah, um, I don't know Leatherhead. Yeah, it's a. I'm not familiar with the comics, but you know. So um, th- that's that's I really didn't... hard for me. Is that I I have a really tough time seeing past. Oh, that's Paul. That's Paul Rudd. That's Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. The one that I or uh, the two there are two where I, there was an exception there. Uh, well, I guess three. Um, is uh, John Cena as uh, Rocksteady is just so so good, and you can I couldn't tell. Um and uh, uh, Ice Cube as Superfly. I was well, like, the things that this works. I know it's Ice Cube, but it works because I Ice Cube is very much playing to his angry man persona, and uh, I like that persona, so it doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, and and also, um, also just, Jackie Chan. I was just gonna say that's so weird. You read my mind. Um, I think Jackie Chan is just so funny. He's, He's so good. Part of a movie for me. I love their interpretation of Splinter and how Splinter is just an old man who's just a dad. Like he's not like he's not the crotchety old like 
Master Splinter. He's just like he's I, just I discipline, yeah. No, he's just a he's just a dude who's like get home <laughs> get home before nine. Like and if My you're not home, you're grounded. for him at times too. Yeah, where he like he wants just he just wants to spend time with his kids. His kids are out growing up and he's just like where you guys are never home i was like oh yeah Splinter. in some ways he kind of reminded me a little bit of uncle iroh oh yeah oh sure like, he's the more goofy <laughs> aspect wise. of uncle iroh yeah um well it's also funny that splinter kind of reminded me of him because mako actually voiced uh splinter in a turtle's property yeah huh. there was yeah. one thing that liam wasn't crazy about when when it first showed up and then it and then there's the splinter fight scene is that splinter only knows karate because he learned it so he could teach his kids um like he was because beforehand he was just a rat and so he had to learn karate and he had to learn martial arts so that he could teach his kids how to you know for self-defense um and liam wasn't crazy about it i personally love that idea because that's that's a that's a real dad like that's a guy who cares about his kids so goddamn much that he's like, okay, I'm gonna do about like 30 years of learning in the span of six months so that my children can protect themselves. Like beautiful. And then when he, and then when he, and then when they're in the milking room and he's just destroying, like fucking everybody up. Oh, it's just so great. It's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Watching Splinter beat the shit out of everybody. I loved it. But usually I'm not crazy about the idea because it's like. In other incarnations, like there's one version where Splinter just learned it from a karate book to keep him and his kids safe, and I'm like, doesn't that just put him and all the turtles at the same skill level? Yeah. But in this one, it's like, oh no, he's clearly the master. Very much so. I'm excited for the sequel. I hope that they're able to like this is more of like an it's like an origin story for the turtles. They go through how they were created, and they're still they're teenagers, which is the most teenagers I've ever seen them be, which is really cool. They're clearly very young. Um. So I hope that they're able to just kind of like learn a bit more and then become more uh, set in their different characteristics and, and offer their uniqueness to the team rather than all being the same. Yeah. Like that. I want to know a fun fact? Turtle. What's that? I don't know shit about turtles. <laughs> <laughs> not even Not even Teenage Mutant Ninja Heroes? <laughs> I think I've seen like maybe one episode of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon at some point. Other Watch that, the like the '90s one is the one that fucking did it, and also the yeah, movie Team and T is I I really like that or 2000s, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big. I've never never had an interest. <laughs> uh, John, you get you get one real quick thing, um, and uh, then we gotta hop off. So you get one more, John, and we gotta we gotta hop off. I think that finishes the circle, right? Yeah, because Lucas I, started I, us off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I watched and got caught up on only murders in the building. I know that that uh, Christian, you said that Tanya really likes that show, and so I started to watch it. And it's a nice little comfort show. Speaking I, of that, I, I also just poked her head in that door. That's funny. My gosh, I really like the show. You conjured her anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. Steve Martin and uh, uh, Martin Short are are just great together selena gomez also holds around with them and uh fun watch it's not a perfect show i don't think it's a masterpiece by any means but uh and it's a nice comfort watch can very we, palatable sorry, can i just say can we stop saying i don't think it's a masterpiece just because masterpieces don't exist you 
<laughs> I'm gonna. Sorry, sorry. I don't think I'm gonna kill you. The building is, is, is a magnum opus that by any means, joke. but uh, but it's still it's still entertaining to watch. You're gonna die. Luke. <laughs> well, I I want to record. For the turtles, we do. I I like the word the four turtles. That's really fun. <laughs> well, okay. So this is a yeah. Who out of the four of us? Who's who? This is Donatello, Liam is Raphael, I'm Michelangelo, and Christian, you're Leonardo. And also, we have oh, Michelangelo. You're only, you've got too big a stick in your ass to be Michelangelo. Out of the four of us, <laughs> it, always, it always shifts. It always shifts. You said, you said Lucas here. is Donatello? Yes. How am I Leonardo here? Because I'm the leader of the You're wearing blue, <laughs> and you're the leader of the podcast. <laughs> we'll take Nobody it. wants to be Leonardo. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Nobody wants to be. Yeah, everybody wants to be Raphael or Michelangelo. <laughs> no, Michelangelo was always. Whenever I talk to Turtles fans, I always hear people say their favorite is either Donatello or Michelangelo. Donatello was my favorite when I was growing up. I wanted that big stick. Wait, which and one I was I? Was I Donatello? Yeah, you're Donatello. You're the. You're okay, the, what's you're Donatello? The, you're the tech guy. It's the purple one. He's the tech guy. He's the smart one. Okay. <laughs> he he drives the turtle van. Okay. Yeah. Does I do have a driver's machine. license? You do. <laughs> if anything, Lucas is Splinter. Oh. <laughs> How is, I'm the rat. You're you, the, the the animal side is not the important part. <laughs> um, it's so funny that you don't know it at all. Like you are, you are, I know nothing like, about no, I've never. They're named after painters or artists, I guess. Yep. Who is the yeah, Who artists, is yeah. the fifth turtle, John? Casso. No, incorrect. Her... <laughs> Her name is Venus. Yes, from the terrible live-action Saban show in the nineties. That's real. I didn't know this. I didn't know this thing existed. Her... I was going off of for a caught second. Michael Bay said there was going to be a fifth turtle, and it was going to be Picasso. And I don't know if that was just a marketing, a marketing they, uh, partner. This there was an episode where they teamed up with the Power Rangers. Holy whoa! Yeah. Cool. All right, everybody. Also, never, also, never seen Power Rangers. Well, you're not. Yeah, missing you probably much weren't there. allowed to watch it. <laughs> no, I wasn't allowed to watch it. <laughs> well, because they conjure around. monsters, and the monsters are are blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, but... Lucas, like <laughs> man created the Power Rangers, and since God created man, it's like the Power Rangers are a gift from God. Oh, I see. They're like our kids. Yeah. yeah, you should have told that. <laughs> okay, we gotta we gotta wrap up. So I would like to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Thundercast. Um, if you like what you heard, uh, be sure to go follow us on all our social medias. You can go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube where we are Thunder Lizard Collective. On Twitter, we are Thunder Lizard OG. You can uh, listen to this on your favorite podcatcher or anything like that. Just make sure you give us five stars or a like on any of those things. Be sure to tell or a else. friend and you can share it. I would like to thank our Patreon subscribers. Uh, so we have Kate, Tanya, Owen, and Scott. And finally, I would like to pitch a few things and advertise a few things. So 
uh, I'm uh, making a movie. I'm making a, a documentary feature film. Uh, you can go to the GoFundMe. It's down in the description below. Uh, I also put out an album recently uh, for Big Boy Bob Bands, uh, and it's uh, songs about poo. It's called Songs in B Sharp Minor. It's very fun. Uh, those are my plugs. Uh, John, Liam, Lucas, you guys got any plugs? I know, Lucas, you definitely have your channel. Yeah, you can go, if, if you like D&D and stuff like that, go watch my YouTube videos. The Castle Caster is a big project that involves these fellas coming out uh, probably next month if I actually work on it. Yep, I'm very excited about it. Uh, fun, it was fun to do. Um, I guess uh, I directed a movie. It should be coming out soon. Uh, if you like to watch me draw, uh, go to uh, look, go to Instagram and look up Liam underscore draws underscore shit. Yep. And uh, yeah, I guess we're doing the shameless plugging thing. I'll contribute as well. Dude, Dude, let's go. Plugs. No shame. Um, no shame. If, uh, I I recently moved to Toronto, so so if you're in Toronto and you're just you can wander the streets and maybe you'll run into me. <laughs> <laughs> So like oh, I said, you can, plug, you can go to our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash thunderlizard as well. And you can join on all the fun. You get this and other things early. Um, but this has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. This is John. I'm Liam. See ya. <laughs>